Welcome to episode 12 and the second season of Soundwalk. I'm Chad Crouch. Today's Soundwalk was taken April 11, 2022, at Kissimmee Prairie Preserve State Park in southeast Florida. I tried something new this week and recorded an introduction for this episode, this Soundwalk, that was unscripted. It turned out to go rather long, so I'm moving it to the end, and I I think the only thing that I want to say at this point is I'm really happy with this particular sound walk. If you're joining me for the first time, you're in for a treat. So without further ado, let's go and have a listen.
Thank you for joining me in this sound walk. Now then, for the original unscripted introduction, uh, wherein I discuss a little bit more about Kissimmee Prairie and uh, the whole sound walk uh, experiment that I've been conducting. I'm going to try something new today. I'm going unscripted, so I'm not reading off a page. Uh, But I am excited to share today's sound walk with you because I feel like it's my most accessible, probably most melodic, and just plain pretty sound walk so far. Um, I think it might be kind of an inflection point for this sound walk project, but we'll see. You never know. You only know that looking back. Okay, about Kissimmee. Uh, I didn't plan on going there. I didn't plan, I didn't fly to Florida to visit Kissimmee Prairie, but I am so glad that I found it. And the reason I found it is uh, because I didn't pay for the toll pass plan on my rental vehicle. And so uh, going back, I flew in and out of Orlando. And if you've ever been there, it's a it's just a fortress of toll highways uh, surrounding it. And there's only a few options if you don't want to take those uh, highways. Anyway, that turned out to take me past Kissimmee uh, on my way back from Fort Myers. Um, And I'm like, well, that looks like a good place. I'm sure that if nothing else, it's quiet. And it was very quiet, rare quiet. And it's also a place that's known for its dark skies. Uh, So there's not a lot of uh, population near there. And it's like 20 miles to the nearest highway. So it's it's just gorgeously quiet. Um, And the prairie, you know, from far away, it's just grasses. You know, that's what you see. But uh, prairies hide their complexity. Um, and part of this complexity is the, the birds and the insects that come to stitch it all together. Um, and, you know, the U.S. was once the land of prairies, and uh, it quickly became the land of amber waves of grain and fruited plains. And now it's just a patchwork of, um, you know, developed areas and uh, rugged undeveloped areas like uh, agriculture you know, suburban, urban environments. Um, yeah, so when when you get to be in a prairie again, it's just so renewing. Like, oh, this is what the land was like. I mean, like, most of the land of the United States used to be like this. So that was really nice. Um, the meadowlark, a bird of least concern as far as bird populations go, is the state bird of uh, six U.S. states. It's a very popular bird. It has an iconic uh, song. There's the eastern variety and the western variety. Their songs sound very similar. But today, it's not a bird you encounter if you live in an urban or suburban environment. Uh, Maybe in some suburban intertwines, there's uh, some popping up, but I hardly ever hear one. 
Um, now I live in a very urban environment, but uh, I have to actively seek out the Western metal arc. And when I, when I am in the presence of one, it's, my heart just lifts. Uh, so that's uh, part of my attraction to this place and this particular recording. So why is this episode an, an inflection point, possibly? Let me give you some context for that observation and that question. Uh, at the end of last season, my podcast goal was to have an audience of 300. If I look today at that number on my dashboard, it stands at 17. So I'm not meeting my goal at all. Uh, the good news. Uh, yay. The Anhinga Trail Soundwalk, episode 11 and also an album with that name. Um, three tracks have been added to Spotify editorial playlists in the last couple of weeks. Uh, those playlists are called Wild Ambience and Forest Bathing. Um, as a consequence, that album has reached a lot more people, at least those three tracks, and I can tell that um, it's driving a little bit of traffic back to the album, for the curious who are wanting to hear the whole thing in its context. So that's why I'm thinking, hmm, maybe an inflection point, because this particular episode I really like a lot, and I hope um, other people do too. But let's go back even further for more context. Uh, so going back three years is about when I started um, this kind of experiment with field recording and music. And I began that uh, experiment with a album series I called Field Reports. That's very similar to the Soundwalk uh, concept, but in the Field Report, I visit a place, I make a bunch of uh, short recordings, and then I bring those back and, and c compose uh, music for them and then release that as an album of tracks, which are distinct. Each uh, soundscape is its own microcosm. It's not meant to bleed together. Well, that I did that until the 30-something, uh, 33rd um, album release, which I called Rain Sweet. And that release took one soundscape and that was like tw 25 minutes or so. I forget. It's longer. Longer than the two-minute songs that I was making. And then I composed, uh, you know, what could be called a score. It was all um, a, a bunch of movements of music in the same key. And that was the link to this new concept of the sound walk. Um, in that particular album, uh, the recording style was uh, classical, meaning it was stationary. It was just a stationary recorder. And it's a rather nice, uh, misty, rainy uh, sound environment at my beloved Oaks Bottom. So when that was released, it was either triggered or somehow was a coincidence in timing. 
that I was inducted into the program of Spotify Radio, which is when Spotify chooses a few songs to plug into their algorithmic playlists, which is usually a measurable boost. For me, it came with a little bit of a downside uh, in that it shuffled my so-called fans also like section with artists that I don't really identify with, save for Jeff London, who is a dear old friend. He and I go way back. Uh, Prior to the Spotify radio bump, that section actually introduced me to artists that I came to adore. Um, Chief among them probably is uh, Sergio Diaz de Rojas. If you haven't heard his uh, piano music yet, Do yourself a favor and look him up. So that and a few other gripes I had with the platform made me feel like um, that was a good time for me to jump ship as a user. Uh, In much the same way I feel uneasy with using Instagram with its design hooks of, of likes and numbers, I feel super uneasy about some uh, um, of those same hooks designed and baked into Spotify. That's a whole other topic. There's so much that I do miss and and like about Spotify as well. I use the Anchor platform for this podcast. It's a great tool. It's a free tool. It's, It's very good and I'm very grateful for it. And it is provided by Spotify. So obviously I am in their tractor beam. Um, Spotify is not a monopoly. There are other services and I rely on them. In particular, I'm grateful for having had a few tracks on extremely popular Amazon uh, music playlists. That really helped to take the pressure off of me and allowed me to just be creative over these last couple of years. So thank you to Amazon. It feels weird saying that. Also, there's someone at Tidal, uh, the Tidal platform that is in my corner. Uh, I have songs on um, at least 10 at last count, uh, playlist, editorial playlists that Tidal has for their listeners. And, uh, and Tidal too. They pay the best out of all the platforms. So to put that into perspective, uh, to make $100 uh, on Spotify, I would have to get three times as many streams as on Tidal. And that's no joke. That's uh, the way it is. So in a nutshell, the Sound Walk podcast is a flop for the time being. But the album's... Uh, might be getting some traction. We'll see. Uh, The question is, what to do? What to do going forward? Well, I've already uh, finished the third season of Soundwalk, and I'm booked with the release aspect of that into March. Uh, The third season is Arizona, and I'm excited to share those with you. Uh, But when it comes to promoting it, it just seems like an odd duck. You know, I, I can't pitch pitch it as an album, like 
so many other artists do where they make an album one every two years uh, when I'm making you know one, one every two weeks uh, you know they're not the same thing it's kind of like it's very apples to oranges um, but still I have to say something to these people to get their uh, interest and I don't know I just think it's a it's just different enough to be deflating to try and do it um and case in point uh someone a writer for a magazine uh which many people would recognize the title reached out to me recently was like yay this person might looks like they're gonna help me tell my story and so i answered the questions and and then they said Thanks for answering the questions. It's really great. I'll reach out if I have any more. And nothing has come of that since then. And I'm just stuck thinking, well, wh what about the way I answered those questions made him think I wasn't worth sharing? So, yeah, it's tricky. I'd rather, you know, it's so much more satisfying to just do the thing rather than try and promote it. Um, back in 2008, when I started podcasting, uh, I started as an anonymous musician called Poddington Bear because podcasting and uh, iPods, I just thought it was a catchy way of, a um, cute way, gimmicky way of uh, sharing music with people because it seemed like a nice way to share a song. You just, instead of, you know, talk about something or talk about something with a co-host, I just make my podcast into the actual song and, and share that. And so I did that three times a week, three songs per week. And I, you know, it took one email to the Apple podcast editor. It seemed like every week nearly i was somewhere in the podcast the itunes music store podcast listings for music uh these days no way no way the podcast market is so saturated i just don't know how i'm supposed to gain a foothold and i did try at least finding the emails to editors at spotify and apple uh, and letting them know about my podcast and filling out a form that Spotify has. But no, it's, I don't, I don't see that as being realistic. Uh, so getting back to the actual content, what, uh, what is this thing, this experiment that I'm doing, Sound Walk? Um, I think, uh, the original idea that I had, you know, but, to walk through a sound-rich landscape and to compose a score that's fused to that landscape. It's uh, still a really cool idea, I think. So, that's a, that's a look behind the scenes of this content author, yours truly, Chad Crouch and the Sound Walk Project. If you've made it 
this far and listening to this podcast. Thanks for sticking with me. I do appreciate it. I appreciate you for listening. Uh, Now back to the regular sign-off. If you enjoyed the experience and want to support what I do, you can listen to this sound walk without commentary on any streaming music service. Find it and much, much more at my artist profile, Chad Crouch. Another way you can help me out is engage with this podcast. Leave a review or a rating or, best of all, tell someone about it. If you work with media to tell stories, consider licensing my instrumental music for your productions at soundofpicture.com. With over 3,000 songs in my library, there is something for just about everyone. Lastly, check out my sibling podcast, Soundscape. Soundscape presents relaxing and renewing 10-minute field recordings captured in nature by yours truly. In season two of this podcast, I'll be using Soundscape as a venue for complimentary recordings also made in Florida. You can find various links to Soundscape at pods.link slash soundscape, all one word. Thanks so much for joining me and spending this time listening to what I have to share. It does mean a lot to me. Join me for another sound walk in two weeks. Uh, And in the meantime, may you listen and walk with wonder. Wonder.